Thanks for listening to Inside Black and Gold. Coming back with another segment. This time, Steve Geller, Jeff Nowak. We are getting into our spotlight players for preseason game number three. The finale before the real deal, Jeff. I cannot wait, honestly, for week one, September 11th in Atlanta. And a guy that I am definitely anxious to see in this finale. A little more from a local product in Kirk Merritt. Kirk Merritt. He's a running back now, y'all. Um, but he's not listed as a running back on the depth chart we just got. So, No, that hasn't been updated. Uh, just a guy that, you know, throughout camp, I think we've been taking notes on him. A guy who stood out, Destrahan product, so was really talked about there. But I thought it was interesting, obviously, that Green Bay game. You know, they, they used him at uh, the return specialist position. And that, that 59-yard return... Uh, against the Packers kind of made some coaches and guys on the team go, hmm, maybe maybe we could use him in that Ty Montgomery role on this team uh, as a running back. And now we've been seeing him playing more that position than wide receiver at practices. Now he started out, uh, he said, as playing running back as a kid, uh, six years old. So it's not a, it's a position that's foreign to him at all. Bit, nice, nice size on him, six foot one, 214 pounds. And he just looks like a guy that belongs on this team to me. And definitely anxious to see how much run he gets in this finale because I do think there's a shot that uh, it might be a small one, but there is a shot he has at making this 53. Yeah, I think he definitely has a shot. I think he has a better shot now than he did as a wide receiver just because of the depth of that room. But so I put out my roster projection this week after, you know, after week two of the preseason, kind of heading into week three. And I left him off, but I did kind of put him like kind of right on the bubble at the running back position because I think Tony Jones right now is that fourth running back that I think you have to keep. But if Kirk can come out and show that, you know, he not only has the build of a running back, but he can produce like a running back and take plays out of the backfield and be that kind of plus receiver out of the backfield because you know he has the receiver skills. Um, I think he can supplant Tony, and it'll come down to whether he's useful enough on special teams because I think Tony has also done well on special teams. So, um, you know, both have been solid on kick returns. Um, both have been solid in special teams. So I think that it's a lot closer than it was previously because I think Tony had, like, really pulled ahead – of Abram and obviously divine who was, who was let go early in the week. So I think uh, Dwayne Washington being nicked up helped his cause too. Yeah. And that's another thing that we have to consider is Dwayne has not been out there for practice at all this week. Um, You know, you'd like to think that he would be healthy come week one, but if there's a question, you know, and then that makes that RB three spot even more, even more valuable because if, you know, if one of those two first, you know, if marker Alvin go down all of a sudden, yeah, that's the guy. Um, so yeah, I think, I think Kirk is really intriguing and I'm looking forward to seeing him at running back. I assume they're going to give him a solid run there because he's been getting like live reps in team drills. So it's not like they're just testing it out. They believe that he can do that. Yeah. And uh, obviously I know, you know, someone that the Houdat Nation and all the local folks are looking out for. Like I said before, the Destrahan product, everybody likes that story. Yes, yes, yes. And I think to some extent, the Saints get annoyed that we keep bringing it up because, you know, they're not going to keep him because he's from Destrahan. That is one thing that we need to understand and the Saints want you to be aware of 
It's like they don't care whether this is an LSU player, whether this is a Louisiana player, whether this guy's from Baton Rouge or Destrehan or whatever. They actually have a Baton Rouge guy in Malcolm Roach too. They're going to keep the best 53 or the 53 that they think gives them the best chance to win as many games as possible. And the feel-good story is not going to factor in. I'm sorry, it's just not. Now, would it be nice if they could keep a local kid around? Sure. But he's going to have to earn that spot independent of that. And I think that he's pretty close. I really do. And I'm I'm looking forward to seeing him get a chance because he has flashed a lot throughout camp. And the entire time I've kind of in the back of my head been like, yeah, he looks good, but I just don't see a road for him at wide receiver. And now I think there is a possible road at running back. So hopefully he can he can take advantage of that. Yeah, and the thing we talk about, whether you want to say versatility, multiplicity, he's definitely got that piece about him. And we know this Saints team obviously loves the fact that, you know, the more you can do, um, the more valuable you are, obviously, to Dennis Allen, the offense, and the roster. Okay, and speaking about value, we're going to go into my spotlight player, the guy who I think you should take be taking a close look at. It's kind of a cop-out. We've already talked about him. But here, here is what he sounds like, and then we'll get into who he is. A lot of discussion yeah. the last couple Nephi. of days on how to say it, so Nephi. Yep, it's Nephi. Okay. Is that something that gets mispronounced a lot? Yeah, a lot of people go with Nephi, so yeah. kind of roll with it, unless you don't know, feel like I need to correct, but it's Nephi. If y'all can say it like that, but I'm yeah. cool with Nephi if you want to. No, we're trying to correct now. I was saying it the right way, but I was definitely saying yeah. it the wrong way. Yeah. I think everyone was. That's him. That's Nephi. Uh, I feel so bad for him. Like we've all been saying his name wrong for like three weeks. And it's like, now it's like, he's about to have a chance to make this roster and suddenly, and now we're all like, Oh, what's your name? (laughs) Yeah. When Eric Wilson said it, I had to look it up too. Like, wait a minute. Did he say it wrong or have we been saying it wrong? And yeah, sure enough, when, you know, you go looking at past YouTube videos of his highlights and you hear them saying Nephi Sewell, you're like, Ooh, ouch. Yeah. And and I know we we just talked about this on the last podcast. I'm not going to get too much into it, but we did finally get to talk to Nephi in person yesterday. So that would have been Tuesday. So, you know, he's a very interesting option at, at linebacker. And I think he's going to be a guy to watch. Now I pick him as my spotlight player, but I really think it's like you're spotlighting whoever looks the best at that will linebacker spot and like who looks who who looks like they can cover who looks like they can tackle who's making plays who's around the ball and whether it's nephi whether it's bostic who he'd probably be at the mic you know whether it's chase Chase anson if he's out there you know there are spots to be had one of the big changes i made in my roster projection was at linebacker and i dropped um caden ellis and i dropped uh well let's see i i don't want to i don't want to lie to you Bostic, right? The the guys I'm keeping, I'm keeping six. I'm keeping Demario Davis, Pete Werner, Caden Ellis, Nephi Sewell, Eric Wilson, and Andrew Dowell. So as you can see, that drops Chase Hansen, who had been on there previously, and Zach Bond, a third-round pick from two years ago, That's who I just one. don't see having done enough to make this roster. I really don't. And if if some of these guys show up and ball out, and I don't see why you would cut Eric Wilson to keep Zach Bond around just because you drafted him. Like, he's a special teams player at best. And if you took away that third round tag, you would be like, if you just took away your third round tag on him and just stood him up next to the other guys in the room, I don't think you would be like, yeah, that's the guy we should keep. Right. And so if your issue was a sunken investment and that's the only reason you're keeping him around, then that's a problem because I think 
that you get a lot more utility out of a guy like Nephi who covers a lot better. He was a safety. He played safety in college and then transitioned to linebacker. So he's got cover skills or a John Bostic who has been in the league for 10 years and is a veteran and has that, you know, he's a veteran presence in the locker room or Eric Wilson was forced two turnovers in two preseason games. So it's like, what have you done for me to keep me on, to keep you on the roster? And I think everyone has a claim to it other than Zach Ball. Yeah. And like you mentioned just before, when we were talking about Kirk Merritt, you're not going to keep him around just because he's a local product. I don't, they're, they're, this team's not going to keep Zach Bourne around. I don't think just because they invested that third round pick in him. I uh, totally agree on the fact that he's, he's a special teams player. And that's just, we have, we have other needs right now at this linebacker spot than just a, a special teams guy. We just haven't seen it, seen it from Bourne. And he's been, he's been given the opportunities. Yeah. He's gotten his chances. Like it, it's not like we just don't know enough. Like we know what his ceiling is, I think. And, and I just, I don't know, like if, if you don't have a good reason to cut bait and you keep him around, that's fine. But I think that this is a team that has depth concerns and, you know, it might be a situation where every, all these teams are cutting down to 53 on Tuesday. You know, one of these spots might just be waiver claim a as like basically a holding holding spot. So whoever, you know, the best linebacker you can find that, that got knocked off a roster, they're the option, you know? So yeah, I just don't see Zach Bond being a guy you have to worry about cutting because he has not made it uh, an issue in my opinion. Yeah. And I think for Nephi, his main competition might be Eric Wilson, huh? I mean, I have them both in there. Okay. I think his, his main competition would probably be Chase Hansen. Because I think right, Eric right. Wilson is going to be the backup kind of Mike. And and we know with Wilson, I mean, not uh, with Hanson, I mean, the issue obviously is not the talent because this, this guy's been around this team since I think, what, 2019? He just can't, he cannot stay healthy for the life of him. It's the health. Yeah, if I, if I was kind of pegging like, a, like the matchups, I think it would be kind of Chase Hanson, Nephi, and, uh, you know, maybe Caden. Um, now, Caden would be more in the mic, but, and then I think it's Eric, Wilson, Caden, and uh, John. Caden and the Sam, too, huh? Who? Caden Ellis and the Sam. Yeah, but you don't really need to keep a guy for, for Sam, right? It, that's just like, if you, you can't be a mic in this defense, then you're not going to be on the roster. <laughs> Because you don't run that position out there, you play like two percent of your snaps out of that personnel. So I think that it's that that backup kind of Mike spot is going to be Eric, Caden, or John Bostic. Um, yeah, we've heard Dennis Allen definitely praise. That's a name he's mentioned a lot. I think is Caden Ellis. Yeah, I think they like Caden Ellis. I think he's a guy who they would put on the practice squad if they can. And um, I just I don't know. I, I just he's a he's an effort guy. He's a special teams guy, and that's great. Um, but I think there's more upside with Eric Wilson. And I think if you have to play them, if he has to start, you feel more comfortable about Eric Wilson. So that's why I'd keep him around. But like, that's why this is the spotlight position because we're going to learn a lot about these guys. One of them, if one of them really goes and balls out, that could be what gets them on the roster. So that's why it's my spotlight position while, you know, spotlight position, spotlight player is Nephi, but it could be any of them. Yeah, and not to bang on Zach Bond either, but we saw a guy like John Bostic, who, yes, he's been around the league for a little bit, but he showed up right away and made made more of a difference than we've seen Zach Bond in his entire time in the with the, in a black and gold uniform. 
Yeah, he led the team in tackles. Yeah, and right. I don't know if we could. We, he, Zach actually, that's the weird thing is he came out last preseason and looked solid in that Ravens game, and then we just never heard from him again. So I don't know. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe he'll come out and just blow up and then make it so you can't cut him. But I, I don't know. Right now, right now, I'm I'm looking at Nephi, and I think that the team is looking at Nephi based on how they've been running him out there in reps. Um, and so there's something to be said there. So I'd keep an eye on him and uh, make sure you double check the pronunciation before you bring him up in uh, any casual conversation. I think now that it's been pointed out for everyone, it's it'll get ingrained. Although I, looking at it though, you 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 want to say Nephi. I've I've kind of trained myself out of it, but it's going to be one of those names. One of the reasons I want him to stay around is so like it's going to be one of those names where every now and then you'll be like watching a Saints game and it'll be a weird broadcast crew and they'll be they'll say it wrong. You'll be like, yeah, you'll be you like the Leo, the Leo gif with the, like the beer and the cigarette. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's why. So that's all I have on him. Was there anything else you wanted to talk about? We can run some questions up here to fill the rest of the time, unless you had something specific. We heard Dennis Allen, you know, talk about how there's still positions to be won on this team. And that, that linebacking spot is definitely one of them. I would say the wide receiver spot, which we, we highlighted before with merit slash, you know, he plays there slash running back, but um, the, the depth at, at wide receiver, you know, the, the question about Traquan Smith, is he going to make this team? And there was a concern after he missed uh, a practice the other day is, is he hurt right now? But we did see him at least return to the, the session today. And I'm sure he'll get some run in this preseason game too, but I, I definitely don't think his spot is locked in in, in Traquan. I think it is. I, I, I have a hard time seeing him missing the roster and the main reason is the reason you brought him back is still valid and that hasn't changed, which is he's going to be the blocking receiver and he's going to do a lot of those things that people don't want to do. And I see him kind of like Austin Carr. I don't know. Like I, I like Dejan Dixon a lot. I just don't think that he's going to do enough as a special teams player to make that roster. And like DA called him out on it earlier in camp. And I don't think he did anything in that second preseason game that, was particularly impressive and he kind of was absent in the passing game too, you know, and, and I really like Dejan. I think he's going to be a solid pro, but I think it's a year on the practice squad for him personally, but we'll see what happens. I, I just think Trey, the, the comfortability is there. They trust him. And uh, you know, Jameis trusts him. Pete Carmichael trusts him. And uh, I think it just makes, makes sense. But that said, you might not keep six receivers. So if you decide that you're only going to keep five, then that's Trey that's gone. So maybe right. that way. But the, and I know we, we brought it up a little bit before too. The, obviously the Dejon Dixon is a, a great local story as well, but that just because, you know, you're from New Orleans, went to Nichols, doesn't, doesn't keep you on this roster. I am curious. And I know we've kind of talked about it a little off the podcast about, will one of these guys like a Dixon or a merit if they don't make it end up being claimed somewhere else by another team. And it'll be curious because I feel like both of them have done at least enough in this camp to make an NFL roster. I just don't know if other teams are quite as locked in and know about them. There's one other point that I'll make, which uh, Bookie Brown here, people pick up all of our players. We cut because they know we draft well. 
I don't know if it's that, but I I do do think that one thing that definitely happens is when the Saints cut special teamers, other teams, their ears perk up and they're like, oh, okay. You know, or, you know, when when a special teams player comes available, it's not a coincidence that, you know, Justin Hardy gets scooped up by the Jets, right? And Craig Robertson also went to the Jets. Uh, Divine Zigbo ends up on the Broncos, right? Aesop Winston gets picked up immediately by the Browns. And I don't think that's a coincidence. I think it's a product of the Saints have established a really good special teams kind of pipeline where they've, they've gotten really good at identifying special teams contributors, developing special teams contributors. They coach the position well. They emphasize the position. So you have a lot of people who can do a lot of things. When So when they end up on you know waivers... Teams are like, oh man, okay, well, we don't, that's a shortcut for us because we don't have to teach that. They already have it. And not all teams are good at that. So that's why you see a player like Aesop Winston just immediately getting claimed by the Browns, right? And so I say all that as we asked Sean, I'm sorry, we asked Dennis today. I'm surprised I don't do that more often. We asked Dennis today whether we might see Rashid Shahid in the preseason finale. And it was a weird, he kind of, brushed it off kind of the same way he did with Jameis where he's like, I'm not going to tell you who's playing, blah, blah, blah. And that's weird to me because you'd think under normal circumstances, you would be like, okay, yeah, we want to get a look at this guy. We want to see if he's the return guy. So maybe next year we have a, we, we have a better idea of what we have in him, even though he probably doesn't have a space on this year's roster. But I almost think, We've seen enough from from Rashid in practice. He caught a touchdown in drills today, and I think he's looked really good. Smooth. He transitions well. He looks a lot like Chris Olave out there. Obviously, he doesn't have the pedigree of a Chris Olave. You're not expecting anything nearly what you expect from Chris Olave, but the way they move and the way they transition and the fluidity in their hips, it, it's very impressive. So I think you've almost seen enough from him to know what you can hope for next year. And the only thing that's going to happen if you send him out there and have him return a couple kicks is then other teams are going to have tape on this guy returning kicks. And they might be like, well, we need a returner. We know the saints are really good at preparing returners. They're good at finding returners. Yeah. We're going to claim this guy. And so I think that might be why you might not put him out there, even though this is an opportunity for him to showcase it because they want to keep him around and he's not hurt. So they can't stash him on IR and pretend he's hurt. And so I think that's that's probably what you're seeing. Totally agree with that. Trying to slow play the hand there, not show too much on Shahid, where, you know, like you said, what we've seen has been pretty impressive with him. But why put that out there for the rest of the NFL teams to see? And as a guy that, you know, they they can pick up because you know he's not going to make this team, which is stacked at the at the special team slot. So, yeah, I definitely think it's kind of the Saints trying to be like, not not trying to bring attention to him, at, definitely. Right. And one way to make sure you bring attention to somebody is to send him out Don't there and have snaps, him really right. good on kick returns. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so that's why I think you're going to see Kirk and Tony returning kicks, maybe Marquez. Um, although, yeah, I don't think you're going to see Deontay. I think he's another guy who you just you don't need to see. And it's like, why have him taken a hit? He doesn't have to. But yeah, and I also think the next year when you kind of get to the end of this this season and you this road, you're going to have a really hard time convincing me that this team's best option is to overpay a kick returner in a league where you do not return that many kicks. And 
that's what Deontay is. And I think that he probably will get paid somewhere, but this team feels like it can, it's capable of finding the next Deontay, right? So uh, that's what I think Rashid is. And that's what I think they think they have in him. And they just want to make sure that he doesn't get picked up by anybody else. But all that said, it wouldn't shock me if he does play. And, and then I sound like I'm full of it, but that's, that's kind of how it's reading to me. I did think it was interesting. There was a part in uh, pointing green Bay where I saw Jameis Winston leave the field with Shahid and they kind of went into the indoor facility where you away from everybody. And I'm assuming, you know, just working on some reps, getting some snaps together uh, while they, that, while they weren't taking part in anything on the field. Okay. I believe you. It was just one of those. I, there. I don't really. Not down. much I can say about it. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a lot of things we could come up with. A lot of theories for what they were doing in there. You know, and the snacking on cheese curds. You know, playing maybe. playing tic tac toe. No more cheese curds. Yeah, maybe some Connect Four. Maybe some Yahtzee. You never know. Yahtzee's a good time. Maybe some chess. You know, maybe these are chess guys. Definitely the the snack time sounds more accurate. Yes, uh, I think I would be snacking around. Yeah, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to another edition of Inside Black and Gold. We want you to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Be sure to hit the like button as well. Uh, give us a re- five-star review we preferred. If not five stars, please give us some info on what, what you want us to bring you. Hopefully, we'll be you know coming to you with some interesting takes after this final preseason matchup who are the guys that do end up playing one and end up also who ends up standing out from this bunch and ends up making this 53-man roster peace y'all